It was a very cruel scene. Executed in an unusual Cruel Coven. Hello, my little hair-raising hellions. Ooh, I'm Tori. I'm Katie. And welcome to a very merry, cruel and unusual, the podcast. Halloween edition. Halloween edition. We hope you're all doing spooky. Spooky. As spooky (laughs) as possible. Here's what we would like to know. Have you decorated? Do you have the giant skeleton man from Home Depot. Nobody does. He's sold out fucking everywhere. Unless you want to pay $1,500 on goddamn eBay. Fuck He though. lives rent-free in my mind. It counts for something. I love him. Okay. Do you have the the Halloween-y fall-scented candles and the yes. little skeletons out everywhere? The little mini ones. And the little pumpkins, like the black pumpkins. The ravens, the spider webs, the doilies that are black. I do. All of those things. I think I'm going to get like a five or six footer skeleton. Ooh, okay. And just put them out on my steps. Just be like, put his little arm up like, hey. He's like the butler. Hey, I'm creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I might need to get him some accessories or we'll some shit. We'll have to name him. Uh, yeah, we'll have to name him. I have to see him first. Like when you have to see your baby before, you know, before you name him. Yeah, for sure. Like a lot of times you sure have a name fits. picked out, but you don't know for sure. I got to make sure it fits my mass produced skeleton. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. We see some of you are ordering your Halloween merch, your creepy Ooh. merch. That stuff's going to stay up all the time. Yeah, we're keeping it's that up. It's not just exclusive for the month or whatever. Yeah, so nope. if you guys are like trying to buy like Halloween presents and Christmas presents, wait till after. Right. You guys will be able to get the merch all year round because here we are always in spooky season oh always it's you know year round. It's always in our black pumping hearts okay so we do have we've got two qotds <gasps> okay these are both from instagram because i asked for halloween themed questions okay chloe wants to know what our go-to pumpkin carving is <gasps> when's the last time you carved a pumpkin first of all hey chloe love you so much hey girl love your little black heart um the last time I carved, I don't think I've ever carved one. Really? When yeah. you were little? Mm-mm. Like my dad did it. <laughs> <laughs> Should really? I have done it? Yeah. Yes, you were supposed to do it. No, I never did it. Really? Uh-huh. Your fucking dad just took it over. He was probably He like, was an artiste. Yes. Yes. That's probably why he you didn't do it. He probably didn't want me to like fuck it up. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You guys, exactly. my dad is very into the art, the yeah. element of art, the even like handwriting. Mm-hmm. He is very like if he he used to write like for the paper. Yeah. And he would send in like his little columns <laughs> into the Morris Daily Herald and um, he would write them down, you know, mm. and, and mail them. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how we used to have to do that's things. That's how you did it. If he like would even so much as mess up one little cursive K, mm-hmm. he would throw it out and start over, <laughs> even if he was almost done. Oh, Kenneth. So not only is my dad an incredible writer, artist, man, he's also a perfectionist. Yeah. Well, and that's that probably sense. where I get my OCD too, because yeah, yeah. I actually, it's not oh i have to eat the yellow m&ms first <laughs> like i have actual ocd yeah i can see that though that's probably why you never carved a pumpkin no. we did it every year we wouldn't lay the newspaper out fucking carve that shit i was probably like five with a big fat fucking butcher knife just yeah. going to town they were probably just, just fucking did. hoping they were probably just hoping that i would fucking leave them alone for a yeah. little bit <laughs> Play with this knife and this gourd. Please. And um, shut the fuck up, Katie. Yeah, we um, didn't really ever do that, but we yeah. did color Easter eggs. Yeah, we... Well, no, we did that growing up. Yeah. That's what I was talking about before in a different episode. Oh. That I don't color Easter eggs with my kids because I don't see the point. Yes, I do remember um, that. I've done it. I've carved them with my kids a few times, but you know Jackson. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yes. like things on his hands. Yeah, sure. He right. would get up to wash his hands like... 10 times during the one carving session it probably just became unenjoyable Mm -hmm. like he probably almost had more anxiety just knowing he had to do it Uh than if he would have just been able to just look at a fucking pumpkin or maybe you know what sometimes people will do is they'll just draw with permanent marker or something Mm -hmm. on the pumpkin yeah so we've painted them a few Mm -hmm. times we've painted them i've gotten they have those little kits sometimes that you can just like stick them on it makes a face like there's different themed ones there's like a pirate and shit but i like to do i like to look up the hardest thing that i can find to carve and fuck it completely up (laughs) and then do a little side-by-side action yeah that's my tradition 
wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's very hard for me. So yeah, um, I don't really have a go-to, I don't think. We just kind of, you know, whatever happens, happens. (laughs) Chloe, darling. What is yours? Yeah. I would love to know. Yeah, everybody let us know. We have another question from uh, Sarah. She wants to know if we have any creepy Halloween memories. Oh, do we? I have one. Okay, what is it? This was just a few years ago. We don't trick-or-treat by my house because it's like kind of like in the country and there's no sidewalks. Yeah, sure. Nobody nobody trick-or-treats out there. So we come into town by my mom and dad's house and... We, I had taken the kids out, got all the fucking candy. They were all tired. They wanted to take everything back to my parents and just like look through their candy and be yeah. done. And it was getting sure. late anyway. It was kind of like trickling down. There weren't really any other kids. So she turned her porch light off. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're done now. So we're all just sitting in the living room, you know, just hanging out. And the doorbell rings. We all just kind of look at each other. But it's not <laughs> too weird because it is still Halloween, you know? Yeah. So I go and answer the door I grabbed the bowl of candy whatever was left to to hand out more candy to whoever this was it was a fucking grown man like tall 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 big man Mm -hmm. in a Santa costume no with the beard and everything didn't say a fucking word now it's really dark yeah the porch light was off yeah it fucking scared the shit out (laughs) of me he didn't say a word he handed his bag over and I just put shit in it and he walked away isn't that fucking That's weird? That's really creepy and weird. It was just very, very strange. I, yeah. It just made me feel like not right. Yeah. And you have to trust those gut instincts because you're supposed to trust all your gut. Exactly. I don't think I have any other one besides Hannah and the nun, which isn't creepy, but it's funny. Do you remember that I don't that feel one? like I remember that. When, okay, it was a few years ago and Hannah dressed as Satan. <laughs> oh, yes. The devil. Okay. My little girl. Was, Satan. She was probably like four five mm-hmm. and she she wanted to be the devil so she was the devil we were trick-or-treating by my parents again and they live by a catholic church oh uh, yeah mm-hmm. so we went to we were kind of winding down we went to one last house and it was a nun like a <laughs> real nun yeah that was affiliated with the church that lived right there right by the church yeah. this like super sweet old woman she was wearing her habit she had her you know she was dressed like a nun uh-huh. and my daughter's the devil <laughs> literally and i'm like shit a little devil child <laughs> hannah was fucking terrified was she of, hannah would not go to that nun and the nun's like here sweetie i've got candy for you <laughs> he's like fuck no bitch don't you know i don't I'm want the devil? it no <laughs> it was just so funny to see like a little devil be terrified of this nun it was just like the imagery was perfect yeah and like an old nun mm-hmm. too yep one of my favorite memories. I was hoping the nun wasn't going to be like, ah, an asshole. Why is she Satan? Yeah. Oh, you should know better than to yeah. dress your little uh-huh. girl, your little innocent <laughs> child, innocent. As Satan. Yep. yep. Yeah. So no, she seemed really... like a cool ass nun. She was. She was very sweet. But those, um, it was just so funny. Those are the only things I can think of. Do you have any Halloween memories? I feel like I don't have any, like, spooky Halloween. No. Anything. Mm-mm. I don't, I mean, my Halloweens are always pretty low-key. Because I've never, I haven't had a child until now. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know the last time I did anything for Halloween. That's aside true. from, like, our Halloween parties. Yeah. I guess, you know, when my husband drank his weight in Fireball. Oh, I forgot you That do. was a little yeah. spooky. Yeah, I remember that. Like, <laughs> a grown-ass man yeah. <laughs> had to have like three grown-ass men mm-hmm. carry him basically carry him into the house and he was just told like his limbs weren't working no he, he was, was not drooling. having a good time at the annual no. halloween party no i think we have a story don't we from we do have a story chastity from my little love chastity oh and everyone should know that i thought that i saw her story come in i like katie got here today and i was like hey we have a listener story today mm-hmm and she was like, oh, really? Who? I didn't see it come in. And I said, Chastity. And we could not fucking find it for the life of us. And Katie and I thought, like, I made it up because I do that sometimes. Like, I right. think things happen and they don't happen. <laughs> it's <laughs> or normal dream- for you. <laughs> yeah. Or I dream something and it didn't really happen. So here we are. We finally got it. And I'm about to read it to you. So Chastity says, hey, ladies. So... As you both know, I was in California last week visiting my husband and celebrating his birthday. The trip was great. I definitely saw some very weird stuff, however. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like what? 
My sisters went with us, so we did some tourist attractions and took them to Hollywood and the Walk of Fame, all for them to decide it was definitely overrated. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Um, so Chastity says, I can't say I disagree, but I digress. Friday was Erin, which is her husband's, birthday, and we stayed at a very nice hotel for the weekend. It was quite interesting. Saturday morning, my alarm went off, and my hubby was already up in his typical early bird fashion, so I got up and went to the restroom, which is beside the door. I was brushing my hair when I heard a blood-curdling scream, and then a woman screaming, help me, help me, help me. Of course, I immediately react. That's a bit concerning. I would say so. Holy Mm -hmm. shit. So she goes on to say, my sisters were staying in the room down the hall and the woman screaming sounded like my middle sister, Salem. So being the protective ass sister that I am, I flew out of my room. You have a sister named Salem, Chastity? That's cool. I like that. I want a sister named Salem. So she says that she didn't even think about grabbing her key. She was in her nightgown and she just wanted to save her sister. Mm -hmm. Good news is it wasn't my sister. Okay, thank God. Because Yeah. So in the hallway, the people who were roommate next to me were standing in their doorway and what looks like an older woman looked directly at me and said I'm calling the front desk the younger of the two says that was really scary I still don't see anything but I go and bang on my sister's door Sage answers and says immediately it wasn't us again I still don't see anything I don't hear anything anymore I think whoever was screaming must have been on the other side of the of a door Mm -hmm. but I don't see anything I tell my sisters to lock up tight and stay in the room and I turn back to my room and see my husband standing in the doorway he was like get back in the room so I do of course that's what a husband does right Mm -hmm. get the fuck back in there what are you doing um mine would send me out yeah can you please go see what that was I'm being nosy (laughs) But I don't want to check. So I do, and I go to call the front desk as well. When I get off the phone, I look up to my husband who was holding his chest. He didn't hear the scream. He only heard the door close and saw that I was gone, and I scared the hell out of him. Oh. He thought I had been snatched, so he ran out of our room in just his boxers. Oh, no. Obviously, (laughs) we both have some protective instincts. A few moments later, we heard a hell of a boom and a ton more yelling. It sounded like it was coming from the hallway by the elevator. Then nothing. It was the weirdest thing, and we never got any answers. So, of course, this is still plaguing me. I want to know what happened, if the lady's okay, but I will never know. Anyhow, I just wanted to give you this little tidbit. I love you. XOXO, Chastity. Damn, shit was going down in that hotel. Yeah, but they didn't, it was like ghosts. Yeah. I have a haunted hotel to tell you about today. <gasps> was it the one in California? <laughs> Not quite. Thank you for sending in your story. That's so fucking weird, yeah, Chastity. That would make me feel icky inside yeah because like you blatantly hear that Mm -hmm. and other people heard it too right it's not like you're going insane in your own mind you know what i mean Mm -hmm. wow we love getting your stories you guys yes love them send them send them i have a quickie little halloween headline for you a quickie little halloween headline that sounds great Uh, i like that quick all right this is from the independent.co.uk and the name of the article is self-proclaimed mayor of hell is inviting people to stay in his lair. Now, there is a township in Michigan called Hell. Hell Township. Oh, And okay. he's the mayor. Okay. <laughs> mayor of Hell. I would, that would be Literally. the one place that I would be the mayor of. I was thinking that, like, I would love to live in Hell. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. And people are like, go to Hell. And you're like, I'm already here, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm actually the mayor <laughs> of Hell. And, and actually, you can get the fuck out of Hell. <laughs> go to heaven. <laughs> All right. It says, quote, the self-proclaimed mayor of hell is inviting guests to stay at his lair during October to celebrate Halloween in a tongue-in-cheek Airbnb listing. What, t- what state is this in? Michigan. <gasps> we could go to I hell. <laughs> let's go to hell. <laughs> let's honestly go Guys, to hell. Guys, let's all go to fucking hell. There's so many of us like in Illinois, Indiana, yeah. Michigan area. We can totally go to hell. We could totally go to hell for a meetup when all this COVID yeah. shit is over. Carrying on with the quote, John Cologne, a resident of the township in Michigan, is opening up his mayoral pad so those living in the U.S. state can take his place as mayor for the night. Ooh. He said, I am the biggest Halloween fan in the world and the underworld. So I hope that our little slice of paradise can fill fellow Halloween lovers with all of the frightful chills and spooky sensations of the season. And to our guests and soon-to-be mayors, I trust you'll find that there is no place more welcoming than hell on earth. <laughs> we I love this mayor. I How we, can I get him? We can't wait to show you a hell of a good time. <laughs> 
money. <laughs> Would-be mayors will stay at the mayor's lair, which has been set up with a queen-sized bed for two and a gothic seating area. Guests can enjoy the town of hell at their, <laughs> at their leisure, with Cologne recommending Hellhole Diner and Hell Saloon for food. Oh, wow. There are scenic hiking trails nearby, or you could chill out in front of the cozy fire pit and watch horror movies and carve pumpkins. At the Locks of Love Bridge, the local reverend is even happy to officiate marriages for those who might wish to tie the knot in hell. <laughs> Social distancing will be maintained at all times, of course. Isn't I that love fucking that. awesome? I love that. I wonder what that mayor looks like. I'm going straight to hell. I'm going straight to hell. I'm going, I'm on a highway to hell. Here he is, looks like him and his little wifey. Or maybe they're maybe these are guests. I'm not oh sure. Oh my god, they're old. Yeah, I love I it. I know. Look at him. Uh-huh. Could you? She's would you imagine to... him saying that if you saw him uh, on no. the street? No. no, no, no. He's got a skeleton tie. I would the... imagine him saying, "Blessed be the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit." Yes. Amen. Exactly. But look at look. He's got a skeleton tie. She's got little oh, devil horns pitchfork. in her hair. They're doing yes. that photo. Uh, what is it? American Gothic. Yeah. Photo. Mm-hmm. I love that. Isn't look at that... her. She's yes. a badass. I love her. She's like. Ooh. Mm. I'm going to screenshot this so I can put it online for everybody to see what we're talking about. They're so fucking cute. They are cute. I want to be, that's like my, if I ever had a dream, it would be to be like that when I'm older. That's a couple goals, to be quite honest with you. If I'm ever going to say hashtag couple goals, it would be for that. Couple goals. So we're talking haunted places today. Yes, we are. I had a lot of fun looking up different haunted places. I did too. You know, I was going to do the Velisca Axe murders and I started researching it because it was in our Patreon little mini episode we just did. Patrons, if you haven't listened to that, it's up. Go listen to it. It's up right now. I think I put it up on Friday or Saturday, so it's there. But then I noticed Bailey Sarian just did it. Oh, did she? Some other podcast just did it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it right now. Then I'm going to wait a little bit because people mm-hmm. are already listening about them. Right. I'm not going to bore my listeners. They don't need to something. hear it three times in no, a row. No. I can refresh your memories in a few months after it's kind of faded to the back a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not going first. I'm going You're first. You're going first. Tell me all about the haunted tale that you have chosen, Katie. I am talking about one of the most haunted places in Arizona. Ooh, tell me more, honey. (laughs) (laughs) It's an old hotel once filled with death, (gasps) murder, (gasps) debauchery, mystery, and movie stars. Ooh, la la la. I like that. This is the Hotel Monte Vista. Very dramatic as always. Let me give you a round Mm. of applause. Throw me some roses. (laughs) Throw me a bone, why don't you? (laughs) Can someone laugh? (laughs) We can. Yeah, we can. All right. This is straight from the hotel's website. Ooh, okay. I'm going to be your tour guide. Okay, Katie Verderamo. Towering above the corners of Aspen and San Francisco streets, the Hotel Monte Vista stands just off historic Route 66 as a true touchstone for all of Flagstaff and her citizens. Hmm... With the mountains and nearby canyon countries, the Hotel Monte Vista is your place to relax while you explore all of the natural wonders northern Arizona has to offer. The Hotel Monte Vista remains the centerpiece for historic downtown Flagstaff. Staying here can give you a true glimpse into the spirited lifestyle of the great American West. I just had my eyes closed. I don't know if you noticed, but I just kind of imagined myself in a tour bus, like on the top, you know, like those ones that they have in London the and like San bus. Francisco and stuff. Yeah. Um, I imagined myself uh, being spoken to by a woman with red hair that was like, had been in curlers all night mm-hmm. and she was wearing like a black blazer. Did she have a scarf tied off on the side of a like around one. her neck? Yeah. With like a little flu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a little brooch. Cute. Yeah. So the Hotel Monte Vista is located right on old Route 66 in Flagstaff, Arizona, like I said. Flagstaff was becoming a really super popular place to visit in the 20s. Tourism was at a peak, and the city just didn't have enough accommodation for all its visitors. So they were like, holy shit. They were like, we have to build a murder hotel. Exactly. They were like, if people want to come here, we need to give them a nice hotel with tons of rooms because we want them to stay in our city and spend their money here. 
Something that they will remember forever. And regret, mm-hmm. perhaps. It was actually one of the only hotels in the country whose construction was entirely funded by the city's taxpayers. A guy named V.M. Slifer. Ooh. Doesn't that just sound like an urban fantasy pen name? Yes. Like a writer? Yeah. V.M. Slifer. Slifer. He started up this fundraising campaign in 1924, and because of him, Flagstaff started this municipal bond to get the hotel built. Okay. The funds came to about $200,000 for construction, and that's about $3 million today. The Monte Vista has 73 rooms, and it had its opening day on New Year's Eve of 1927. Wow. Okay. Fun fact. Okay. It Is was, it really fun? It was originally called the Community Hotel since the funds came from the community. Ooh, okay. But they had a contest to rename it, and the name Monte Vista was the winning idea sent in by a 12-year-old girl. Oh, I, I like that. thought that was cool. Yeah. So after the Monte Vista opened, it was really popular with tourists and even locals. They liked to go hang out there. They had this um, cocktail lounge called the Monte V. Ooh, for short. And the phrase, meet me at the Monte V, became a thing. While they were like having their long cigar yes. thingies. Yes. Just imagine like you're in this black lace number. You're like dabbing on a little rouge in the powder mm-hmm. room. And when you leave, you spot a tall, swell fella. And he says, hey there, sweets. Yeah. And you say in a husky sex voice, meet me at the Monte V. <laughs> Monte V. Monte V. <laughs> and then you saunter away and he thinks to himself, what a dish. <laughs> Did you say that in your notes? What a dish. So aside from the Monte V cocktail lounge, which if you caught it, it was built during Prohibition. But the Monte V didn't give a shit about Prohibition. They didn't give a single fucking fuck. It was very popular. It was a speakeasy. (gasps) I've always wanted to go to a speakeasy. I went to a fake speakeasy, like a dinner um, theater thing. Oh, yeah. It was very fun. We had to have a password to get in. But it was raided in 1931 by the police, shut down, and then they reopened in 1933 when Prohibition ended. I doubt they shut that shit all the way down, though. Like, come on. It's the fucking Monte V. Yeah. The hotel also housed a newspaper company and a radio show. Mary Costigan hosted a three-hour daily radio show. And another fun fact, she was only the second woman in the whole entire world to be granted a radio broadcasting license. Number one, I fucking love that. Isn't that cool? Number two, could you imagine anyone in their right minds listening to us talk for three hours? Three hours? No. They would have no goddamn brain cells left. Done for. No. Kaput. If we ever try to do that, you guys, just fucking, like, I don't Tell know. Tell us, just, it's not Tell a good idea. Tell us it's a bad idea. Bad, 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 bad. Especially us live. Like, oh. our patrons have heard our bloopers. <laughs> yeah. It would yeah. be a fucking they hear it all. shit show. But all of that stuff is not creepy. So let's go there. Let's go there, Katie. Walk with me. Take me there. Take me by the hand. So the Monte Vista actually housed quite a few movie stars, like I said. Fun fact time again. A scene from Casablanca was shot in the hotel. But in the 40s and 50s, westerns were like the fucking bee's knees. Everyone loved a western. I feel like my dad should just listen to this episode. (laughs) Like, I can't think of anything more boring than a western. No. But who am I? No one. So John Wayne, Mr. Western himself... I knew it. Do you he, know my father knows every fact about John Wayne? He, really? he knows everything. I, I cannot stump him with a damn question damn. on John Wayne. Ask Same him about this. Elvis. Ask him about this. Okay, okay. Well, tell me about it. Okay. John Wayne, he was staying at the hotel, and he was one of the very first people to actually see a spirit there. He said the ghost was friendly. Like, bless your heart if you're able to see a fucking ghost and just, like, hang out with it enough to, to know if it's friendly. Like, right. I would be fucking gone. Yeah. Fast. Sorry. Very fast. Bye. As fast as we can go. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck Not that. Johnny. Johnny <laughs> no. was just hanging out with this guy. No, John Wayne, he was just there having fun with goddamn Casper. Mm-hmm. Mr. John Wayne, he said it was friendly, like fucking Casper, and it just left his room as quick as it came. Oh. The second floor of the hotel is the most haunted, I would say. I mean, according to my research. Mm-hmm. There's a room, room 220. 
Oh, God. And according to legend, this happened in the 80s, so I'm personally offended by the term legend, but (laughs) whatever. (laughs) According to the legend, there was a man who lived in this room full time, like a boarder, and his nickname was the Meat Man. Oh, no. Yeah, the Meat Man. I don't like that. What kind of Mm -hmm. meat? Well, his main hobby was this little thing called hanging raw meat from the chandelier. I thought you were about to tell me. That he liked to beat his meat. <laughs> like I mean, his penis. Maybe he beat the meat hanging from his chandelier. Ew, I hate I this. Don't I don't like know. it. I Let's move. tell you. Keep going. Yeah, so he <laughs> just got all this fucking raw, just chunks, chunks of raw meat and just decided to hop up there and throw them on the chandelier. And I don't know what he did. I don't know if he just looked at him, licked him. I don't fucking know. Weird flex. He would just like stand on his tiptoes on the bed, on the mattress and just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> got some meat (laughs) it's raw so the meat man ended up dying right there in his room probably from ingesting raw meat. right you got e coli honey (laughs) you can't just do that all the time not willy-nilly yeah but his body wasn't found for a few days so nowadays guests report hearing weird sounds like coughing like (laughs) like a licking meat sounds you know that sound no like coughing they say the um, the tv goes haywire all on its own oh god they feel cold man hands on them no that is the worst when they're sleeping yeah and one time so after the meat man died a maintenance worker went in there to like fix some shit and make it ready for the next person you know get all the meat off the chandelier yeah (laughs) and um he finished and he turned the lights out and he locked the door behind him and left but suddenly, he heard the TV turn on full blast volume. No. That's scary because it's like the sudden jolt of like a yeah. loud noise you're not expecting. And right. then it's like the fact that no one was there to turn it on. Right. So the maintenance man goes back into the room and he immediately noticed that the bed had been completely stripped. No. And the bedding was just like all over the room, all willy nilly. Meat man was like, get the fuck out, dude. Yeah. This is my Lady Gaga inspired chandelier, not yeah. yours. So yeah, I don't like that. I don't like Mm-mm. it. I don't like anything about what you just said. No. Like the meat, the man. I'm picturing <laughs> like a... Re- <laughs> I'm picturing a really greasy, bald, but like like a few little hairs. Yes, you but know, black so yeah. hairs. Yeah, black hairs. And, a, and an apron for some reason. Yeah, like, like a, a butcher. A butcher. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's what I picture when I think of meat yeah, man. He's the meat and man. And probably calluses on his hands. Yeah. And like cuts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And probably just throwing up from E. coli all the time and yeah. diarrhea. A lot of diarrhea. Lots of diarrhea in that yeah, room. that bathroom was bad. <laughs> So now we're going to walk down the hallway to room 210. Okay. This room is known as the Zane Gray Room. I think he was an author who donated money for the hotel. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Every, um, maybe not every room, but a lot of the rooms there are named after famous people who stayed there. Sure. So that's kind of cool. So you're in room 210. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're getting comfy in your hotel bed. You're drifting off to sleep, ready to dream about that swell fella you met earlier when there's a knock on your door. You say, <laughs> you say, what the fuck under your breath? <laughs> and you get your ass all the way back up and you trudge over to the door right before the person on the other side blurts out, room service. You have to open the door to investigate because clearly they have the wrong room. You didn't order any room service. But when you do, no one's there. No. Mm-hmm. You look down the hallway and you don't even see so much as a glimpse of a person walking away. No room service cart, no one. Or maybe you're one of the lucky ones who sees the phantom bellhop. Oh, God. Is he cute? I don't know, but he's got an old-fashioned red coat with brass buttons. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's one of the unexplained things that happens frequently in room 210. Others say they see a ghost of a woman wandering around the hallway outside the door, and the hotel specifically avoids letting pets stay in this room because they just go fucking berserk every single time. Uh, I bet. Pets, no. Animals, no. Yeah, they fucking do. Yeah. Speaking of fandom staff, lots of people have come across the dead elevator attendant no yeah okay i don't want to come across him so or her whoever people have reported getting onto the elevator looking into the mirror inside of it and they see a dead elevator attendant just standing there behind them no yeah could you imagine being an elevator attendant and being stuck there forever no there have been people who have said like 
they get on and they're like, oh, how nice, there's an attendant. And he asks them, which floor can I take you to? But he's not really there. No, I hate that. <sighs> Ghosts in a mirror uh-huh. on an elevator. Ele- you know elevators are like one of my biggest fears. Well, and also there's no escape. No. There's it's nothing one of the reasons why I hate elevators. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do. No. So fuck that. No, I won't go. Next, we're going to go up to the third floor, room 305, the rocking chair room. Oh, I don't like it already. Doesn't that just sound bad? Yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) This room is known as the most active spot in the entire hotel for paranormal activity. Years and years ago, an old woman rented out room 305, and she was known to just sit in her rocking chair for hours and hours. All day long, she would just stare out the window. No one ever knew if she was looking for something or someone. Guests and staff report seeing the rocking chair rocking on its own. Fuck that. No, thank you. If a staff member moves the chair to clean or if someone turns it around, they'll come back to the chair having been moved back to its original position facing the window. Hate that. I I hate that. that. I hate an old woman ghost. I'm sorry. Others have said they've actually seen the apparition of this old woman sitting in the chair, staring out the window. This is also the room where people have heard scratching and knocking coming from inside the closet, Mm-mm. which is a big fuck no. Yeah. That's that's a that's a that's a line for no, me. No, yeah. Scratching, I would need to leave. No, coming from inside of a place that no one else could like be that's in. That's like a devil demon thing. That's I don't not fuck a good, with that. That's not a good idea. No. So we're going to move on to right next door, actually, room 306. So in the 40s, the red light district of Flagstaff was actually just a couple blocks down from the hotel. And according to local lore, two sex workers were brought back to room 306 and they never left. It's said that they were murdered by whoever brought them there and they Ugh. were thrown out of the third story window what? and into the street. Wow, that's yeah. fucked. Yeah. That is fucked. Mm-hmm. The hotel staff warn men who rent the room that they're, they're welcome to do so, but they're probably not going to have a very good time because the spirits of the two women want some motherfucking revenge on some motherfucking men. Yeah. There have been reports of guests being unable to sleep because they feel eyes on them. That's bad feeling. Mm -hmm. And men, yeah, men have been known to be pulled out of slumber because they feel like they can't breathe. They feel hands gripped around their necks. Oh, God. That is one of the scariest things to me is the fact that, like, something could do that to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, like, no person there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Then what do you do? Right. You know? So now we're going to saunter back down to the Monte V cocktail lounge because that bitch is haunted too. The most famous ghost is that of a bank robber, and I'm going to tell you about this idiot. <laughs> okay. So, in 1970, three guys decided that they were going to rob a bank, naturally. Sure. Like why you not? do. Just a normal, normal yeah. Sunday. Yep. So, all was going according to plan until it wasn't, and a bank guard ended up shooting one of the robbers. But they got away. All three of them got away, even the shot one. And even though he's got, like, a fucking gunshot wound, they decide they want to go to the Monte V to celebrate what they just accomplished. Oh, okay. Okay. They go to the Monte V, they drink, probably leave fatty tips with their stolen money, you know, just probably throwing it everywhere. Yeah. And while they're enjoying their very last drink, the robber who was shot finally bleeds out. Oh. He fucking slumps over right there at the bar and dies. He didn't, like, think to be, like... No. I'm not doing well right now. He was a man, and he just needed a fucking Band-Aid, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Nope, and he probably didn't feel shit, because he was probably drunk. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No. And it thins out your blood, so it probably made him bleed even more. God. You know? But he never really left. No, a bar, he did not. No. A bar manager has reported hearing someone say, good morning, or hello when he opens a bar each day wow yeah when no one else is around and guests and staff have said that they've also seen bar stools and drinks move on their own there's also a cute little ghost couple who haunts the lounge oh and they're known as the dancing couple they're dressed in formal wear and they're seen laughing and dancing non-stop across the dance floor but they're transparent but that's cute though right yeah like, that's if cute. you have to be stuck in an afterlife it might as At well be dancing might as well right? be dancing around yeah honestly like an old like haunted hotel cocktail bar is going to be my new aesthetic uh-huh for sure on a bad note we're heading down to the basement now and we know that the worst shit happens in the fucking basement we're in a basement right now and the That's worst shit fine. happens <laughs> every honestly week. like any like haunted place the basement is the fucking worst uh-huh. i swear to god yeah so maintenance workers have been known to hear a ghost 
baby crying. Mm-mm. Nope just wailing and screaming endlessly and for some of these workers it's so bad that they just up and leave it's so disturbing that they can't take it for another second i know how that feels yeah (laughs) worse maybe is the six foot tall fucking shadow figure oh that lurks around down there in the fucking basement in the dark yeah that's a big shadow figure he's been seen creeping around like behind delivery workers and staff and he just has these like really bad menacing vibes and he scared off more than one grown-ass man i'm so. sure i mean yes shadow figure is fucking scary but i think it's like the vibes he brings with him mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean yeah other spirits who live at the monte vista are that of a little boy seen wandering the hallways it seems like he's looking up sometimes when people see him like talking to someone taller than him mm-hmm. maybe his ghost mom i don't know but hotel patrons specifically other children have said that they've felt little ghost hands grab their hands oh god yeah no no fuck that so much i would be out so quickly Mm -mm. i would shake a fucking ghost kid (laughs) off and shake that fucker (laughs) off so quick no there also seems to be some poltergeist activity like light bulbs unscrewing themselves and turning up in weird spots no but the hotel monte vista is open for business today it's been restored it's fully operational the lounge is open it's on the national register of historic places Places, and it's got some pretty shitty reviews on TripAdvisor. I won't, oh, no. I won't sugarcoat it. <laughs> like, as far as I think, I mean, it's been restored, but I don't think it's like up to par. It's yeah, not like sure. remodeled or anything. Sure. So it's still an old, it's very old. It's an old building. People say like, oh, the bathroom was really small and like it was drafty. I'm like, that's kind of what comes with it. Right. You know what you're getting into when you go to an old hotel. Right. Exactly. Okay. Would you stay there? You um, think yeah. you would stay there? I, I would think stay I there. would. Yeah, for sure. I would. That would be somewhere I would like to go. Mm-hmm. And I'd, just see. I'd like to at least like look around. I think because I get feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have never seen anything, but I definitely get feelings mm-hmm. of things. So I think I would like to go there and just see if I get any little feelings. A little haunty haunt. Yeah, that's the Monte Vista. Monte Vista. The Meet good me old... at the Monte V with my swell fella. My turn. Your turn. Where are we going? Where are you taking me on our next adventure? Two basements, three elevators, 13 bathrooms, 40 bedrooms, 40 staircases, 47 fireplaces, 52 skylights, 160 rooms, 2,000 doors, and 10,000 windows. A mansion so big, expanding upwards, outwards, here and there and everywhere, jotting out in all directions, arguably one of the most haunted homes in America, constructed over a span of 38 years from 1884 until 1922. I am talking to you today about the house that Ghost built, the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. Winchester. So I'm going to tell you about a couple people before I tell you about the house. All right. We have William Winchester. He is the spawn of Oliver Winchester. Willie and Ollie. Uh Uh-huh. Now, Oliver was a big-time businessman. He invented the original repeating rifle. Ooh. Mm -hmm. It was called, quote, the gun that won the West. It was also called the Winchester Repeater. Now, William's family lived down the street from Sarah Party's family. They called New Haven, Connecticut home for many, many years. Sarah was a well-educated woman who spoke four languages and she had four sisters and a brother. William ended up taking over his father's business and eventually ended up marrying little Sarah, Sarah Party from down the road. And four years later, they had a beautiful baby girl that they named Annie. Annie. Sadly though, Annie's life was devastatingly short. She passed away at only six weeks old due to marasmus. Now, marasmus was basically essentially like starving to death. What? How did she do that? She did not starve to death because William and Sarah did not feed her. It was something like internally, like her body wouldn't absorb food. Okay. Yeah. That's very sad. Don't you hate that? Yeah. So she was like starving to death for six weeks. (sighs) Sarah Winchester never recovered from this tragedy. No. There was no consoling her, no relief for her grief. There was no moving on from the death of her child. And William and Sarah never had any other children. Fifteen years later, let's just kind of go over the hump a little bit. Okay. In 1881, 
William died. He was only 43 years old and he died due to pulmonary tuberculosis. Sarah inherited $20 million at the time. Okay. Wow. So that's over like $400 million now. Damn, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, she also inherited just around half of the company. Mm-hmm. And she was making like $1,000 a day. Shit. Which today would be about $20,000 a day. God damn. Mm-hmm. So it's safe to say she wasn't going to hurt for money ever. Right, right. Ever, ever, ever. That's so much fucking money, dude. I what could do so much damage. I, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. No, what do you do? I would be a... I wouldn't even know how to act. Mm-mm. After the deaths of her daughter and her husband, Sarah wore only black, and mm-hmm. she basically just was trying to represent that she was mourning forever. Yeah. And she sought out a psychic. Mm-hmm. Now, this was something that was kind of starting to boom. Like, people were very, very spiritual. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were losing family members in the Civil War, and they wanted some kind of sign or comfort that their loved ones had crossed over and were okay. Sarah decided that she wanted to speak to William and Annie. The psychic allegedly told her that the family, like the Winchesters as a whole, mm-hmm. were cursed due to the rifle that the Winchesters invented. The psychic was like, you know that gun that killed all those people that the family you willingly married into developed? Yeah, I'm sorry, but now you're cursed. <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> God damn it. Apparently, the psychic said that in order to kind of like evade these spirits that were cursing her, mm-hmm. Sarah needed to travel west and build a home for the spirits that were taunting her. There were multiple stories surrounding this. Some reports say that the psychic told her that by building this home, she would confuse the ghost and kind of like divert their focus and attention from her. Mm-hmm. Other accounts say that the psychic told her she was to build this home as a sanctuary of sorts for these spirits that were cursing her over the rifle. Okay. See, I always heard the first one. Yeah. That's like the one that I was yeah. familiar with too. Yeah. The psychic told her not like an exact location to build this home, the sanctuary for the spirits. But that once Sarah traveled far enough west, she would just know. It would just be a feeling in her bones. Okay. She also mentioned one other little thing. If Sarah ever were to stop building the home and putting work into it, she would die. Oh, yeah. Simple as that, huh? Just a little thing. All right. Well, how'd that go? So I will tell you. Sarah travels to San Jose, California. She stumbles upon this big old farm home that's being built. And she's apparently she gets a little tingly feeling mm-hmm. and she's like, this is it. She knows this is the house. I've traveled far enough west and I'm here. I'm home. And now people say that this like the original house was six rooms. Some said eight. But either way, it was much less than the 160 or well, 100, yeah. between the 140 and 160 that people say. So Sarah ends up buying the home from the person who was in the process of building it. And she starts in on the construction. Hmm. It's said that she hired all of these construction like these builders right Mm -hmm. to work around the clock 24 7 obviously in shifts and she paid them like twice the going rate for what home builders were getting paid fuck yeah they were probably all up on that shit and and she had enough money to fucking do it yeah at midnight sarah would travel into what has now become known as the quote-unquote seance room she would ask the spirits what they wanted her to do the following day like as far as the build went no she was consulting Uh uh-huh consulting Hmm. spirits um supposedly these spirits would lead and guide the way so you know how i was listing off like how there's like a billion bathrooms and Mm -hmm. a million doors okay so there were 13 bathrooms and they all had glass doors. She had indoor plumbing, I think, in the very last one, which wasn't a thing at the time, but due to her having more money than she knew what to fucking do with, she, got to she made it a thing. Toilet. Oh, fuck yeah, she did. Only the best indoor plumbing for her. <laughs> it said that Sarah had no real plan with the build. She was just kind of doing things like, you know, willy-nilly, mm. like we like to say on this podcast. Yeah. So staircases end abruptly. Doors open to nothing aside from a wall. There's one door that opens to like a 9 to 13 foot drop stained glass is put in dark corners so like there's no benefit Mm -hmm. other doors open to a large drop like i said it reminds me of hh holmes and his murder house right Mm -hmm. while i was researching this i was getting like fucking flashbacks from episode one or two or whenever we did hh holmes Mm -hmm. so sarah initially started building upwards it reached seven stories tall at one point she was taking this whole like quote unquote if you stop building you die thing Mm -hmm. very seriously yeah now in 1906 there was a little thing called the great earthquake 
I don't know if you remember that from when you were a kid. (laughs) (laughs) No. So in 1906, the Great Earthquake happened. Floors 7, 6, and 5 collapsed. The home was built on something called like floating foundation. So the home was okay. Like the bulk, the the bare bones of the home. Um, One, two, three, four. Those stories were fine. Okay. I then read like via the actual website for the home that Sarah was trapped in a room known as the quote Daisy Room. I don't like that. No. Um, for hours following the earthquake. And as a result of that, she had the top three stories removed. Okay. So like something like that couldn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Whether it was damaged as well, who knows? But obviously I believe the site, like they would know, you know. <laughs> the third floor of the home became a place for her, quote unquote, servants and helpers. Oh. It's said that a great majority of the paranormal activity happens on this floor. Mm. Sarah decided to build out instead of up after the massive earthquake for obvious reasons. As to not let that shit happen again. So she started instructing builders to just start (laughs) willy-nilly, as we've said four (laughs) times on this episode. It's fine. Building out in all directions as the spirits guided the way. So they told her through a seance. I guess so. How, what to do? I guess so. That's what Put said. 47 things of st- flights of stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to fucking die, And bitch. she would do it. Yeah. So some say that there are as many as 200 rooms, but there's other reports that say 140 and 160. So mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Um, there's a shit ton of rooms in that house. Yeah. Sarah had a favorite number. Can you guess what it is? Seven. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen bathrooms. The 13th had 13 windows. Drains had 13 holes, and there were 13 gems in the stained glass windows. Mm. One of the most controversial and popular rooms of Sarah's home has been nicknamed the Seance Room. Do you remember me mentioning that I remember the Seance Room. Mm -hmm. I've been there. So, legend says that she would go to this room at midnight, Mm -hmm. ring her bell to summon the spirits. Oh, God. And then... Ring it again at 2 a.m. to release the spirits. Ring-a-ding-ding. So, essentially, that's how she, like, like I guess, gathered the spirits up. Oh, Sarah. And then, it, literally, hours later, let yeah. them leave. Who's the fucking boss here? You know what I mean? Like, Sarah's... they're in charge of her. So, going back to the number 13, okay? Because a lot of these paranormal investigators, cough, Zach Baggins, cough, <laughs> who have gone in there, like, th- these people are placing a lot of emphasis on the number 13. Yeah. And witchcraft and the devil and all of this stuff. And I found this quote. The number 13 is in superstition, the number of bad luck and evil power. According to lore, witches, covens always number 13 members, although there has never been sufficient evidence in history to substantiate it, end quote. This is another one. Quote, 13 has been considered an unlucky number since ancient times. It is an unstable number, being just one beyond the number 12, which is the divine number. Oh, mm-hmm, damn. Of grace, apparently. The divine number of grace. Oh. And perfection. Grace and perfection. There's 12? Uh-huh. I never knew this, that. Uh-huh. Neither did I. Um, there are 12 signs in the zodiac, 12 hours in the day, oh, well. and 12 tribes of ancient Israel. In Christianity, 13 is a parody of the Last Supper, at which Christ and his apostles totaled 13. Judas, the betrayer, was the first to rise from the table, and it is still considered unlucky to have 13 people at dinner, end quote. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. However, I spoke to the lovely Katie, which, oh, we should probably correct it. We were talking about, we weren't sure if her name was Katie or KT. Yeah, yeah. It's KT. It's KT. She informed exactly how it's spelled. Are we dummies? When I was doing my research, I was like, you know what? My, I didn't know that my our Patreon member, Katie, mm-hmm. is a witch. And she just told us this the other day. It spawned from like this, this Halloween fact that we put up, right? Mm-hmm. And she said that she's a witch. So I'm going to ask her if the number 13 is truly like this witchy number. Mm-hmm. And she said no. Yeah, well, there you um, go. She said, like, threes and sevens mm-hmm. are more of, of... That's why I guessed seven. Oh, really? Yeah. I, okay, gotcha. Remember? But, Anyway, yeah. thank you, KT. <laughs> but I didn't know that about 13. Like, that... Yeah. I knew it was always considered, like, unlucky, yeah, evil, right. whatever. There's not even, like, 13th floors in hotels. Yeah. Yeah, but so I just wanted to consult the pro. Yeah. And she advised me that that was wrong. Okay. And 13 well, is just fucking fine. Okay. Sarah kept on going with the 24-7 construction until the time of her death at 83 years old on September 5th of 1922. She passed away from heart failure in the middle of the night 
and her body was then sent back home to the Evergreen Cemetery in New Haven, Connecticut, to be buried next to her husband, William, and her infant daughter, Annie. It said that there was a safe, okay, so there was, like, some kind of safe that was behind, like, a metal wall and, like, all of this, like, fortress, right? Mm -hmm. And people knew about it, and they were like, okay, you know, when, when this lady dies, there's something in there. That's her treasure. There is some fucking gold. And whoever it was, they went in, and there was only her husband, William's obituary, Mm. her daughter, Annie's obituary, and a lock of Annie's hair. Isn't that sad? That's very sad. I'm going to tell you just about a couple of stories, now that you know kind of like the history of the house. Now I can tell you a couple spooky time stories. Let's get it. So there was a tour guide hanging Christmas lights. So they, I, I failed to mention this, but the Winchester House, most of you probably already know this, but it's like a very big tourist attraction tourist in California. Attraction, yeah. It is a huge tourist attraction. A big tourist attraction. Such a big tourist attraction. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, like a very, very big one. Like this is mm-hmm. a very widely known home. There was yeah. a movie based on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And they, so they have multiple tour guides. And this has been going on for years and years and years. And one of the tour guides was hanging Christmas lights on the roof. And she almost fell. Yikes. She slipped a little bit. And she heard a woman's voice ask her if she was okay. Uh, she then, she like grabbed on, okay, to yeah. something to hold, to steady herself and hold on. And she felt a hand press on her hand, like comforting her. Mm. That's creepy. That like creepy. it's nice, but it's creepy. Just feeling something that's like Ugh, that's not a hand there. that's not there mm-hmm. is never good. Yeah. Another tour guide was in Sarah's room and she heard all of the cabinets rattling in the room next door. Nope. And this is a quote. Then there are the gentle tugs on shirts or skirts during tours. And the report from longtime maintenance worker Denny. Oh, Denny. Yeah. Denny says that one crisp morning after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of footsteps above. He ascended to let the trespasser know that the three-story structure was off limits. But the footsteps always seemed to be just one step ahead of him and one floor above. His search culminated on the roof with no one in sight. How do you search End a place quote. like that? Right? Damn. Ooh, okay. You're going to fucking open a door and just fall right into oblivion. Right. And you're a spirit now. Yep. Whoops. And then you're trapped there, Den. <sighs> okay, here's another one. This is called Hall of Fires. Some employees who worked at the mansion for Mrs. Winchester are said to have stayed on after their deaths. There are footsteps heard shuffling to and from Mrs. Winchester's room. Her servants, perhaps? There's an apparition with black hair, an apparition with black hair. Uh, I don't like that. No. Who is frequently spotted pushing a wheelbarrow. Perhaps that laborer is what a present-day worker encountered in the Hall of Fires, so named for its many fireplaces. Oh, I was wondering why mm-hmm. it was called that. Okay. Prior to the mansion opening for tours one day, the worker was on a ladder. He felt a tap on his shoulder, turned, but no one was there. The worker then refocused his attention on his task. That's when he felt what seemed like a hand pressing against his back. Mm. He was still the only one in the room, but not for long, because he got the fuck out of there. Yeah. End quote. I might have just messed with the end a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The next one is called Sarah's Sealed Room. The 1906 earthquake that destroyed San Francisco also caused serious damage to Mrs. Winchester's house. In fact, she was trapped in her room until her workers were able to set her free, which is something that we talked about already, but it gets it gets it gets worse, okay? Okay, great. Mrs. Winchester had the room sealed. It stayed that way until last year when the room was opened and added to tours. For a long time, the tours were very like um spotty. Like, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of rooms you could not go in. They've opened a lot of them up now. But the majority of the house is still just exactly how it was left. Right. Like, the drop is there. Yeah. (laughs) The wall. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Shit. On one of those tours, a guide gathered participants in the room to explain the history and point out the objects found inside more than 100 years after being sealed. The guide heard a loud sigh in the hallway and went outside to bring in the straggler. Only, she didn't find any tourist in the hall. However, she did see a small, ghostly form gliding around the corner. The guide quickly followed. She still didn't see anyone, yet she heard another sigh. 
Perhaps Mrs. Winchester had used the sealed room as a refuge from tourists. Quote, the Winchester Mystery House's own public relations coordinator reports that he took several photos of the mansion in 2015. When he downloaded the photos, he deleted what he didn't need, but one of these photos caught his eye. In one window of the house, Tim O'Day spotted something. Was it a shadow? A reflection of a cloud? Something else? Visitors to the Winchester Mystery House also report taking photos with strange shapes in the windows. A few even shared their snapshots on Facebook. End quote. If you, um, there are pictures like kind of floating around mm -hmm. where people will say, you know how like they'll say, oh, is it, they'll circle something. Right. And they'll be like, is this yeah. a ghost? So there's a lot of them from the mystery, from the Winchester house that you can probably find online. I want to go look. Mm -hmm. So a little bit more about after Sarah died. For a time, Sarah's sister and her daughter Marion lived there with Sarah. Oh, okay. And it's said that Marion, Sarah's niece is what she would have been, mm -hmm. took the things that she wanted and then auctioned off the rest of the items because Sarah left a lot to her. Mm -hmm. The current owners of the Winchester Mystery Home say that it took movers six and a half weeks to completely empty the home of Sarah's belongings. Damn. And they took, they like drove eight truckloads away a day. Shit. This is a quote. Following her death, the home was auctioned to the highest bidder, who then turned it into an attraction for the public. The first tourist walked through the house in February 1923. Really? The first tourist. Wow. February tourist, yeah. 1923. Five months after Sarah Winchester died. Wow. End quote. That's real quick. Mm -hmm. Now... I don't know. I was saving the best part for last. Okay. Because you said you wanted to do a tour of this place, right? One a day. tour, yeah. You maybe can do a, an, maybe, you, you maybe can a do tour. an online tour. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh. It's eight ninety nine. I paid for it though. Did you do it? Because I wanted to fucking see it. Yeah. Yeah. You it like literally like points out little like facts about the home. You can yeah. walk through the whole fucking thing. Like you everything? see the drop. Yeah. Oh wow. It's great. The garden, like you overlook Is the it garden. Like a video? Yeah, or it's like a you can know you make it go. You make it go. Oh, that's you cool. can play it as a video if you want to. Like yeah. if I got tired of clicking, I just hit play. Yeah. But you can also just go at your leisure. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. pretty um like forward thinking for COVID times. Yeah, you know what I mean? but anyway, it's eight ninety nine. Sure. I'll put the link down there. I know it's a little steep, but it's it's very long. Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of cool to be able to see it and not not contract COVID. Exactly. I don't know how I feel about the Winchester House. This mm -hmm. happened a very 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 long time ago. Yes, and it's part of me is like. Was it like the old witch who lived like, you know, mm -hmm. at the end of the lane with the creepy trees yeah. over her home and the crooked nose? You know how they paint people out to be? Mm -hmm. and Like the storybooks. Right. You know what I mean? And these people just like kept like inventing stories years and years and years later. Yeah, yeah. And it was just this woman who was a witch or wasn't a witch. She just wanted to do a fucking seance. Right. Maybe she didn't even do a seance. Right. We don't know. Or... Is there something really going on there? We don't mm. know. You don't know. That's true. Um, I'm kind of leaning toward, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she was, she just never was able to crawl out of the hole after her family died. Yeah. You know? I feel like, um, yeah, she was in mourning and grief changes you. Yeah. It totally fucks with you. And it's very, I can't even imagine, I don't want to imagine right. that kind of pain. Especially after hearing about that safe. Yeah. Yeah. So she that clearly just, was yeah. very hurt. Yeah. That leads me and to very think that she sad. was just yeah. not in her right mind. It was almost like she was ruined. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. which I, I can't even think about it. I don't want to. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying that there's not ghosts there. There's people who have gone there. Paranormal investigators, not Zach Baggins. <laughs> no, he's, he Heck actually did Zach. go there. Mr. Um, Baggins. Ghost Hunters went. Chill. Um, a lot of podcast people have gone. A lot of just mm -hmm. like, um, a lot of amateur ghost hunters, a lot of paranormal enthusiasts mm -hmm. have been and visited. And a lot of them have said that they, they've claimed that they have found things. Yeah. And stuff like that. But until I go... Right. I can't say one way or the other. Anybody can claim shit, you know? Have any of you guys been to the Winchester house? I'm very curious. Or Somebody the one, has had to have been there. Or, or the, the Monte hotel. Vista. Yeah, either Monte V. Yeah. I don't know. I envisioned this episode being much more like spooky. Like being yeah. like having a chill run down my spine. Right. But 
like for mine at least, it mm-hmm. seems more like it points to the media grabbing yeah. a hold of this woman who was sad. Yeah. And upset and mm-hmm. hurting and, and the claiming whole... her to be something that she wasn't. Right. And, and the I... whole trend of spiritualism around the time. Yeah. It was huge. Everyone was was having fucking seances. People were getting outed left and right for being frauds. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just there's no way of knowing. And that's something that Katie and I were actually talking about today when I was Mm -hmm. asking her about the number 13. And she was bringing up how the media, like, just totally fucking makes witches into something that they're fucking not. Like how I mentioned, like the crooked nose and the broom and you know what I mean. That's that's what I was trying to explain to your mom when we were 10. I actually told Katie the story about that. Mm -hmm. We wanted to be witches and we were sitting on the the hope chest thing Mm -hmm. in my room and my mom had a fucking meltdown. Yeah. All we wanted to do was have a goddamn seance with yeah, candles. Right. Okay, Pastor Mom. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Katie the story yeah. today about it. I hope that you guys liked learning a little bit about these yeah. haunty, haunty hotel and mansion homes. That was fun. That was fun while it lasted. I still, yeah, I would like to go there someday, I think. It would be nice to see, I think. But it, what, that interactive tour, not sponsored, by the way, <laughs> was very cool. But I that did fucking like tour, guys. But that fucking tour, that was hashtag 899. Um, the eight ninety nine. Just put in code cruel and unusual the podcast for eight ninety nine off. Just kidding. Anyway, guys, Katie. Yes. What are you reading? What are you watching? And what are you listening to? Well, as you know, as I do know, I'm still reading The Housekeeper. I'm about halfway done. Oh, I wish I was halfway done. And I want to be done with it. Well, don't read it. I want to though. Okay, if you really want to, I do. Don't waste your time if you don't. Um, I'm starting that malevolent book. After that, that was our book club pick. So guys, if you want to hang out in our book group, there's a post in the podcast group with a link. Podcast group. Um, It's got a link there that's going to take you to Victoria and Katie's book cult. And that's all books. It's a group for our own readers and readers of anything and everything. But the book club pick for October is Malevolent by Jana DeLeon. And as of today, Sunday, it's still free. I don't know if it's perma-free. I don't know. Always free. Because it is the first in a series. Yes. It might. Oh, she might always have it free. Yeah. I don't know. But that's the Kindle version. Yes. You can read along with us if you want to. Yeah. We would love for you to do that. We're Mm going to do like little um, posts here and there about it. Yeah. And we're going to do a Zoom call at the end of the month if you want to jump on. Mm -hmm. And we'll also do like a big discussion thread too. Yeah. In case Zoom is not really your style. But you don't have to have the camera and shit on. I can turn mine off. Yeah, you can just fucking be there and hang out with us and talk about Malevolent. <laughs> yeah, but, and I know you've started it and you said it's like the perfect oh, creepy book. It's a good creepy October, for October. book. Yeah. It just, you guys, just read the prologue and you're going to be creeped and you're going to want to read more. Yeah. I'm on chapter two. Yeah. <laughs> it it's only good. October 4th, okay? Fuck. Right. I, I want to finish my other one first. I can't do two at once, so. I'm watching nothing. I haven't watched a damn thing. But I need to catch up on Lovecraft Country. I think I'm going to do that tonight. Um, my husband's moved on from Vampire Diaries. Has now, he really? Yeah. Now he's watching The Blacklist again, which is I a good show. I don't remember what that is. It's a good show. It's got fucking James Spader, my old man crush boy. Oh. Listening. I listened to the My Favorite Murder um, about the murder of Adam Walsh, which I knew the story. Like, most of us know the story. At least know of, mm-hmm. know a little bit about it. Yeah, but I never knew that a lot of people think Jeffrey Dahmer could have killed him. I didn't know that either. I and no I have not listened idea. to that episode yeah. yet. I don't think he did it, but, like, there's some connections that they bring up that makes you think. So fucking tragic, that little boy. I hate that. God. I was listening to My Favorite Murder, and Hannah, my seven-year-old, she hears it. She hears, like, a few F-bombs. Mm-hmm. She's like, Mom, why do you guys cuss so much on your podcast? <laughs> I'm like, first of all, little girl, this is not me. This is not my podcast. Second of all, we cuss fucking more yeah. than My Favorite Murder. Not that it's a competition that we're winning, but we, we <laughs> Third do. of all, I'm honored. <laughs> right? God. It was just so funny. Yeah. That's like, cute. Mom, you're saying bad words. What about you? Well, I'm trying to get through the housekeeper. I do want to yeah. know what happens. Yeah. Um, I also have it on audiobook, so I've been trying that way too. Sometimes when mm-hmm. I can't get through things, I will download the audiobook and it's either it's really gonna help or it's really gonna fuck it up even more. Mm-hmm. Like if I hate the narrators, I can't go. I can't I can't I yeah. can't go on. I can't do it. And then I obviously I started malevolent. I think I'm on chapter two or three. Mm-hmm. Um I even made Pastor Mom download it and start reading it. Hey. Yeah. Maybe I'll have my grandma do it. Yeah. She has a Kindle. She would like it. 
She liked um, our serial killer book. She said she, Raven's Grove is her favorite. Raven's Grove is her favorite book that we've written and that I've written. Like, yeah. out of all of the books. Sweet. I love Raven's Grove. It's, like, got a special place. Me too. And you guys, we will tell you maybe next week. There's yeah. going to be a little sale going on for Spooky Creepy Season on mm-hmm. Raven's Grove and Raven's Grove Redemption. Yes. But it's not going on yet, so it's not. we're not going to tell you yeah, Don't yet. go looking for it yet. You won't no. find shit. Okay. No. Except for full price. Yeah. And who <laughs> wants to pay full price? Not me. For my things that I've worked very fucking hard on. <laughs> but that is all I'm reading right now. I'm not watching anything. I'm not listening to anything. I need to catch up on my favorite murder i would like to catch up also on true crime all the time i really like that one i don't think i've ever yeah it's just i just like it they're very thorough it's too i think like older than us maybe Mm -hmm. even middle dare i say middle-aged men that's definitely older than us yeah i've never (laughs) looked into like their social media or anything i just really enjoy their episodes yeah and that's about it i think we are going to be getting out of here but first Katie, where can our listeners find us? You can send us an email that we might or might not get at cruelandunusualthepod at gmail.com. No, I'm sure that was just a glitch with Chastity's story. I, I don't think it know. was just me. <laughs> if we're being honest. You're the glitch. Uh-huh. I'm the, I'm the fucking glitchy You're bitch. You're the glitchy fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cruelandunusualthepod at gmail.com. You can look at our Instagram. Follow us there. Send us a message. Vote on our polls. Do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever. That is at cruelandunusualthepod. I tweet at cruelunusualpod. You can find our link trees on Twitter and Instagram. Those have links to our patreon page those have links to our website our merch everything on there and if you would rather go directly to the website that is crueling.media.com that's got our merch that's got stuff about the books it has all of our show notes yeah it's got our show notes it's got our sources all of that good shit come join us in cruel and unusual colon the group on facebook that's the favoritest of all favorites it's a favorite. also before we get the fuck out of here and get taco are we gonna get taco bell we're getting fucking taco we're bell. gonna get taco bell i wanted to shout out our newest patron patreon member katie katie i think we have three katie's now the katie's are fucking taking over (laughs) the world three you can't stop us three kt's and then you katie yeah isn't that so crazy yes anyway katie thank you so much for being a new our newest patreon member we are so fucking excited to welcome you into the coven she sent us the sweetest message the on Instagram. The sweetest fucking message. I loved it. literally made me like. <laughs> I know. There were little tears forming. I had to, I had to suppress and them. And I don't do that. Me either. No, no. I had to suppress them down. But thank it was you, great. Katie. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for everyone who supports us. Not only just from being a Patreon member, although that's amazing. Just listening. Also just from listening. And sharing from our sharing. Shit. We love it. All right, you guys. I think we need okay, to get guys. the fuck out of here. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.